0: Welcome to Engineering Is, a Granger College of Engineering Network podcast where we get to the root of STEM with Granger engineering students. I'm your host, Maddie Rice, and today I'm
1: joined by Veronica Holloway. Hello. Hello. Very exciting.
0: Wow. Thanks for being our first guest. A student podcast.
1: Truly honored, to be honest. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I... yeah, I've been waiting for the day to be able to talk about engineering uh, for half an hour straight and not have anyone stop me. So I'm excited. Wow. I'm excited.
0: Thanks for uh, hopping on board this maiden voyage. <laughs> um, but basically, since that's our first episode, I guess I'll give a little bit of a preview of what you're buckling up for. So essentially, I am a non-STEM person. I've never been great at STEM. I don't, being frank, I don't really love STEM and I feel like sometimes STEM doesn't love me. That's kind of our relationship, but I feel like it's time that I really learned from my peers because we're both students here yes. at the University of Illinois and yeah, I'm just I I understand people more than I do engineering, so I think if I understand the person behind Engineering, I'll, underst- I'll get to the root of STEM. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out.
1: And here's the thing. I, I'm i excited about STEM So mm-hmm. hopefully I can share that a little bit.
0: I love that I get excited by things that other people are excited about who I'm like a secondhand passions kind of person
1: I get that I get that 100% okay. if you're excited about something I want to hear about it. So
0: great. All right, so this will be awesome then So I guess we'll just start off with a little bit of a basic intro, so your name, your major, programs.
1: Yeah, so I'm Veronica Holloway, and I'm majoring in mechanical engineering going into my senior year. And this year I am one of the captains of the Baja SAE team, which is extremely exciting. And if you let me, I would talk about Baja for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh! Okay, yes. let's
0: start with like a thirty-minute, and maybe we'll continue the rest of your life later. Then but we can start a whole other podcast. That's just, just that. for Baja. It's like a pyramid scheme. Oh, it'd be for great talking about what you love. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very niche market, Both. but I'm sure there's someone out there. Only the
1: Baja team would listen to it, but it's fine.
0: I mean, you'd have a blast. <laughs> I'll teach
1: you how to do this once I figure (laughs) (laughs) it out. So Baja, what is Baja? So Baja is an off-road racing team. It's an international collegiate competition. So basically there are teams in the United States, Canada, Brazil, India, China. And for the U.S. teams, we go to three SAE-sanctioned competitions a year. And just to be specific SAE stands for Society of Automotive Engineers. Okay. Um, basically every year you build a car and then you go to this competition and you're testing not only how well the car performs but also how well you are at, how well you do at like explaining your design choices, explaining why something costs this much, selling it to people. So we have a sales presentation, a design presentation, and a cost report as well as we have dynamic events for how well the car performs. And the big exciting part of the competition is a four hour endurance race where all the cars are on the course at once and they're all driving, trying to get as many laps as possible, trying not to break down and all that stuff. And the best part of it is truly, there are a lot of things that could go wrong in a Baja competition. It's off-road. You design as best as you can, but if something breaks, you take your car off, you fix it, and then you send it back on as soon as possible. So wow, it's it's very exciting. Like Baja competitions are some of the most fun things to be at. Uh, to go off on a tangent, when we were in California for a competition over the summer, cool. there were a ton of people from the area that just came to watch the competition that had no stock in it. And like for me, being someone who had like vested emotion in a car competing, it was really like funny watching people who didn't have any like bias or or any sort of allegiance to anyone mm-hmm. watching as cars like went by and someone would break and their reactions to it were so different to people <laughs> who were like actually competing people like me it's like me watching you do it <laughs> yeah. right? it would just be like wow that doesn't look great or oh that car's fast and it, it was always fun and I don't know, like for us, like obviously we have a great time at competition, but we also really really care about how well we do. So I was like, man, these people are living the life. They can just come, Uh see cars race, see cars break. One car at Tennessee, one of their wheels came off, and then they oh no. they went 14 laps with one wheel hanging Whoa, off. what? Yeah, it was crazy. I loved that.
0: That's, like, extreme stuff. <laughs> extreme stuff. <stem. laughs>
1: I think that's almost the best way to describe Baja as a competition. It's like the uh, X Games of I was of, going to say the same thing. Yes. I was like, this
0: is the X Games, but, like, there's more to it. Yes. There's yeah. some real meat on the bone. Yeah. It's wow. X Games, but then
1: you're, like, putting some... A lot of engineering into it. Oh my gosh.
0: Cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so what that. do you think is like your typical commitment to that? Like what is like a, I, do you have like a practice or just like workshop times? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, basically we have a couple of structures, right? So mm-hmm. the main staples of it Uh, we have a general meeting on Wednesdays and basically that's a way to communicate with everyone on the team what the status is. Sometimes we have companies come and talk to us. And so Mm -hmm. it's a good way to like kind of like group up, get together, talk about stuff, but also uh, it gives us an opportunity to like introduce our members to different companies and representatives from companies, or we'll do things like tech talks where we can talk about something important in industry or in our competition that maybe people wouldn't get on the team wouldn't get exposed to otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have shop days on Saturdays. That's also a staple. So that's where we go into the Engineering Student Projects Laboratory and we do work on the cars or we do work for the shop. There's a ton of different options of things we do on that day. And then we also okay. have different sub-teams that people can be a part of, so those will have meetings. Uh, there's something in Mechanical Engineering, where you can take ME199, a class that gives you course credit for being on the team. Oh, so cool. Yeah, cool. it's awesome. And it's really helpful because we do put a lot of time into the team. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like helps us carry the course load a little bit better because we're putting so much time yeah, into this yeah, team. Yeah, I get that. Um, so for those students, they have like a little bit of higher expectations, but I think the thing we pride ourselves on on our team is that we make sure that anyone who really wants to get involved will have an opportunity, no matter what their uh, time commitment ability is. Uh-huh. For me, my freshman year, I had a part-time job that was like 25 hours a week, okay. and that just took up a lot of time with freshman year classes, but I was still able to be involved in the team and make time to go and do things and help out and contribute. and. Now I'm captain. So wow. there's a there's congratulations. A lot of, yeah, thank you. There's a lot of good ways that you can get involved with it that doesn't have to be the structure that we have.
0: That's a you're a real hustler. No. Oh, yeah. You're really
1: hustling out here. Oh, oh yeah. And also we just we got out of the uh, the like E night, uh, quad day sort of cycle. So I'm yeah. ready to to sell this team to anybody. That's Awesome. Well practiced. You, I mean, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to change my major right <laughs> it, now. It, you See don't even have to. Later. If you wanted to be on the team, we've got a business sub team. So wow. we're, we're trying to build that Instagram following. Wow, you really are selling this yeah. right Yeah, I could. That's
0: awesome. We'll definitely, if people are interested, we'll definitely put that social and yeah, contact information up, yeah, in there. the description of this episode, and it'll probably be on our social. Um, as well but okay so give me like just a typical day in your life and I want I want to be there give me a little fun details what color is your bedspread
1: (laughs) (laughs) so um for me basically I'm I was a runner in high school I'm not that good but it like is a staple of my livelihood now where like I need to be doing something active most days of the week like days that I don't get up and do something i often like i'm just not productive Uh or like it just like i don't have as positive of an outlook on the day so pretty much every morning i wake up and try to do something active uh five days a week i do i run Mm -hmm. and the other two days i'll go and play soccer and yeah do something like that so everyone i I love soccer oh my god I'm just bad at it, but I love it. Easy. So I go and I play a lot. <laughs> um, so every morning I get up and I I do something. And I like to get up a little bit earlier because I think it, like, kickstarts your day. Uh-huh. And I like to be as awake as possible when the sun is out. Sure. So I'd rather be up earlier and then go to bed earlier than uh-huh. be up late. What and is what is early to you? So I get up at 7. Okay. So it's not crazy early. That's like early. normal
0: person early. Yeah. It, it's like <laughs> an
1: appropriate early for both school and work i feel like appropriate early appropriate early and so i get up and i go running take a shower get my breakfast and i usually have breakfast while i'm getting out the door because i find i am just so not productive at my apartment Mm -hmm. my apartment is where what is it what is it about the apartment yeah i dive into the youtube videos i'm too comfortable Mm -hmm. like what do you watch on youtube (sighs) I, it's all shameful. Like no, one, it's not. Okay, one portion of it, I'm obsessed with the Premier League, so I right. watch Premier League highlights a lot. But then there's also, like, I like keeping up with, like, Bachelor Nation stuff, oh but I don't want to watch the episodes, so I watch, like, like the highlight reels. Because, like, the episodes are, like, two hours. Tell that is Who has the time? That's not the sort of commitment I want to make to any TV show. I just don't have the attention
0: span. Yeah. I probably do have the time. I just ever, space
1: out. Every time, like, ever since I've gotten into college – it's been like hard for me to ever like justify sitting down unless it's like with friends uh-huh. sitting down like watching like a movie or a lot of tv because it just feels like i could be doing things yeah. more efficiently yeah. but then youtube is dangerous because the videos are like five minutes long mm-hmm. i also have this weird like obsession with british humor so i'll epic I'll, that. I'll get really like deep into, like, weird clip com- uh, compilations from their talk shows and stuff like that. That's so, so fun. Like a Graham Norton relevant. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Graham Norton is, like, one of the best talk show hosts. I he think is. he should, like, teach a master class or something. <gasps> but he should I should call him up a and, like, no. Yeah, I don't think so, no, but no, that no. should begin. I know yeah. Conan started podcasting. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, He's, he's awesome. my favorite person I know. He's really great. Well, I don't know a person. <laughs> no. like, but, but we can claim but someday. <laughs> that. someday. <laughs> no, and uh, that's the the British talk show stuff is, I think, the biggest gem. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. when things are, like, really tough and I want some, like, real trash TV, I'll get into, like, anything Gordon Ramsay, too. Like, hilarious. Like, Kitchen Nightmares, uh, you know. You just too much garlic. I, yeah, I don't. I don't even know why. Because like usually like, I'm very anti-confrontation, and he just yells mm-hmm, at people. Mm-hmm. But his reactions to things are so over the top that insane. I somehow it's stress relieving, which is like <laughs> I, I need to go back and get a like psych major to understand why that yeah. is. But. Maybe yeah. you
0: live vicariously through him getting yeah. his aggression out. Yeah,
1: maybe that's it. Or like, maybe it's just the fact that he has like absolutely no shame in expressing <laughs> whatever he wants, that I'm like empowered by that. Who wow. knows? We'll figure it out. But that's yeah. That's the next episode. So yeah, <laughs> we just turn this <laughs> into like of me... Deep dive
0: into Veronica's psyche. <laughs>
1: understanding my YouTube choices. Um, that is like so funny. Yeah. So I have to get out of my home, uh-huh. otherwise I'm gonna do that. And so I I get my coffee and I and my bagel usually. I'm okay. really like boring where I'll have the same thing for breakfast every day because if it's not
0: broke, why would you it, fix it? And
1: here's the thing. I'm not trying to like make anything. Like for me, uh-huh. if there's something that I can put in the toaster and then put some peanut butter on, like we're good. So I, life hack, I skipped the putting things, put
0: a peanut butter on things and I just eat a little cup of peanut butter. Oh, that's they a make good one. Those, like to go cut peanut butters. Put it in my backpack.
1: I used to know someone who would bring a full jar of peanut butter with oh. them everywhere they went, so they just had that option.
0: That's something you could do. Um, you might take a toll socially. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's you you know, got to risk it for the biscuit. It, it, <laughs> that was amazing. Or peanut
1: butter. <laughs> <laughs> risk it for the
0: biscuit. <laughs> I need to write that down. That's a good one.
1: But, yeah, so I go to M.E.L. usually. If I'm not... I uh, So, a couple days a week, I work for the Mexi Communications Office. Cool. So, that's usually, like, that's where I'm headed, like, about half the time in uh-huh. the morning. Otherwise, I go to MEL, which is the Mechanical Engineering Laboratory. It's, uh, like, my favorite place on campus, and also my least favorite, because, oh, one, okay. all my friends and I, like, kind of do homework there. And it's a really great community, and everyone's really nice. But then also, like, there's those moments of, like, lab reports that I've spent a lot of time on. Mm-hmm. But I think mostly it's a positive experience. Okay. I, I and I like to spread out a lot when I do work, so they've got a lot of tables there, so That's I usually cool. claim one, and it's like the appropriate level of like quiet and loud for me to concentrate well. So That's perfect. I live there.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Now that I'm aged, I have less class that I go to. Just like our like when you get to so like the, the higher level classes, there's more of an expectation to do work outside of class than in class. Okay,
0: I feel like that is kind of how my major works too. Yeah. I'm in media studies and I think it's more, it becomes more project and like, yeah. yeah. You doing things and applying knowledge outside of the classroom.
1: Is and that how is that? your Yeah, also? and I think it's like a natural progression of less hand-holding almost where they're like, so. they're like kind of like slowly Releasing you like it's almost like when you're learning how to ride a bike mm-hmm. and they start like holding on less uh-huh. That's basically what they're doing. And eventually you look back and you're like, oh man
0: <laughs> you know, I'm going Back I mean, now that they know I know how to ride this bike
1: <laughs> I can't have the training wheels anymore. Yeah, Yeah.
0: But But it's also kind of
1: freeing probably. It's it's good too because, you know, especially um, like a lot of people in my major are like busy and and involved in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to like balance when your work is going into what, when your schedule's more open and you're in class less, you're able to say like, okay, this is the time every week I'm working on only this class. This is the time that I can work on this job or this. Okay,
0: so. you kind of, like, got to compartmentalize your time a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
1: And, like, okay. another job that I have is I work for a education professor, okay. and I do some, like, research for her, mm-hmm. but that's, like, all on my own time. So, having that extra space where I'm in classless, it opens up time where I can do that work that's not, like, explicitly scheduled for me.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So, alright, well, I'm a townie. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Champagne, I grew up here, so I'm always curious to find out what other students think of Champagne when they come here. Is this like a city to you? Is it
1: boring? Is it just corn? Uh, See, so here's the thing. I I I don't really remember what my initial reactions were early on. I think mm-hmm. something to preface with. I uh, grew up in Mount Prospect, which totally. is a suburb of the Chicago. Mm-hmm. So. Mount Prospect was not exciting because all the exciting stuff was in Chicago, okay. and I hope nobody from Mount Prospect hates me for saying that. We did have an American Idol winner.
0: No yeah. way. Yeah, Leo
1: Wise. Look um, him up. He was. What, I, yeah. what year do you think was that? Maybe? Like maybe 2007. Oh, so I mean, it's the true. peak of American Idol, yes, really? Truly, I mean, everybody, all the the original judges were still on there, so I take that as a pretty you big had win. Paula, and Simon yeah, and, and Simon, and is it Randy? Randy, yeah, Randy, the guy who was always Randy calling people Jackson? dog and stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch iCarly?
1: Yes, yeah, so I, I did. The Randy Jackson episode. Of like <laughs> that Carly was amazing. With the fragrance. iCarly <laughs> is underrated, but no, I would probably
0: still watch it if. They were available to me.
1: I have tried. It does lose a little bit of it its effect. Hold up, because you know when you're like you were that age. You were like, I would love to do a TV show uh-huh. like that, and then you watch it and you're mm. like, I don't think anyone would watch this TV show. Yeah, no, nor no. would I have the confidence to do whatever they did. But are we doing that now? Basically, basically realizing the dream. Yes. Like that's why I'm so him. excited to be on here. This is basically iCarly, but in podcast. Oh my gosh, but
0: there's no random dancing because they
1: can't see it. Yeah, well maybe there is random dancing, they just do yeah. not know.
0: Maybe we've been random dancing this whole time.
1: <laughs> no one would know. That would be really impressive because yeah. I don't feel like we're showing that we're exerting that much energy. No,
0: our voices are way too stable
1: for that yeah, to be yeah. real. Or we just have really good cardio. You never know. I mean, you run all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we both play
0: soccer. <laughs> It's it, po- don't it, it, rule well, it out. We're we're giving them a lot of clues that we're yeah. actually dancing
1: this. We'll let time. we'll let them be the judges of yeah. what's real and <laughs> what's not. Um, but yeah, so Mount Prospect, it's not that boring, but it's yeah. not like crazy exciting. But I was close enough to Chicago that I had like bits of that. Okay. But what I appreciate about champaign Urbana, like the entire like stretch of it, like I would say I don't venture much outside of the downtowns of each. Okay, so sure. It's like campus and both downtowns. Mm-hmm. What I realized is, because there's not that, like, there's not a whole lot around it, it's not like the suburbs where everything's, like, mushed together. Yeah, where you, Like, when you're driving outside of Chicago, you don't get patches of not-suburb, it's and just all patches of suburb. It's pretty much congested. Pretty much until Wisconsin, it's all wow. suburb. Like... Because now my dad moved to, like, really close to the border. Okay. And you can drive all the way to Chicago and just be in suburbs the entire time. Wow. So everything is really close-knit, and you can easily get in and out of the city, right?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of how campus works, I feel like.
1: But the good thing about campus is, I think because it's kind of... uh, Here, it's almost like it's the big city of the area, where if people were living around it... Uh-huh. This is where you come to have those exciting, special experiences. So I feel like people, once you, like, know where to look and you know how to get, like, to downtown Champagne or to downtown Urbana, yeah. you understand that there's a lot of cool stuff going on and, like... Urbana, you could easily go to downtown Urbana any Friday night and see live music play pretty much. Yeah, is so, cool? Or like the escape rooms here are amazing. It's so cool. Like there's a lot of really great stuff to do on this campus. And I think anybody, even if you're from like LA or, or New York or anywhere around the United States, yeah. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do while still getting that awesome like Big Ten experience of being okay. on campus that is overlooked just by people not trying hard enough to find stuff. Yeah. So another thing is I grew up going to the Iowa, University of Iowa campus. Okay, yeah. So I grew up with, like, college being the image of, like, the Big Ten and okay. and that sort of thing. So coming to U of I just felt like it felt right for college, okay, if that makes sure. sense. It, like, felt like it met what my expectations were, uh-huh. but it also, like with that cool element of Champagne Urbana being kind of like the mecca of like culture in the area, uh-huh. it like gave it a little extra spice too. Aw, that so, is so
0: nice to hear.
1: Like my freshman year, uh, Smash Mouth was Aww. at the Sweet Corn Fest. <laughs> Love that. Showed up. Hey no. You're an yes. a rock, rock star. <laughs> oh, dang it, that's the name You're, of the song. You were so close, though. Uh, I think they say
0: rock star, too, right? I think that's like verse, two. Well, I'll, I'll we'll say take it. So. We'll take it. Yeah, I'm not
1: wrong. I In just general. wasn't
0: right, technically. time We were just out of sync.
1: That's nah, no, all. no, no. That's fine. We're doing
0: great. We just covered all the bases. Yeah. All the verses. Um, okay, so that's... Well, it's nice to hear. I appreciate that. I really uh, cherish
1: champagne. I
0: And I this really canvases.
1: Amazing. Yes, truly, I love it. What's cool about a big campus, right, is you can make it as big as you want it to be, and that's the thing that I think people don't like. I basically live on Bardeen Quad. Like I live on the engineering part, Uh so a lot of times I can make the campus really small. Uh But every day I run around campus, Mm -hmm. and I can get like four miles out of it. And so, (laughs) yeah. Sorry (laughs) guys. Sorry guys. (laughs) Uh, But. For me, I think what's so impressive is if you wanted the big school vibe, you can easily get that. But Ah, if you want a small school vibe, you can get that as well. It's really what you make it. It's it's such a blank slate
0: of a a college campus. It's like, wow, what a great opportunity. Yeah, Um, I agree. Just like explore nonstop for as long as you can. And build your own experience. I think that's the coolest part. Like we're both seniors this year and our experiences are so, so different. But I think they're equally as fruitful and I think they're just tailored so well to it sounds like both our personalities will be yeah. like. I'm a big trial and error person also. So I tried a few things where they really found what worked for me. Do you think that like you had the opportunity to do the same with like your classes and RSOs in Granger College of Engineering
1: and yeah, stuff like that? I definitely think so. I think the biggest thing for me that I think people need to know coming in mm-hmm. is or or even if you're not like even just knowing about like the depth of this college itself, is with the RSOs, with the options for different electives, okay. you can really make your own experience and you can also decide that you don't like things. Like for- Yeah, you're allowed
0: to be bad at stuff. Yeah, and here's the thing.
1: I'm, I'm all in on Baja, I have been. It really worked out that it was what I wanted to do when I joined. Uh-huh. But I know plenty of people who try it and they find a better place for them in something like ASME, which is the American Society of Mechanical Engineers, or, okay. or, uh, robotics, oh. or the formula team, like, or there's also, my friend has an RSO, uh, called Amos Talking Dogs, and yes, so, wait, yes, it's so cool, and there's, uh, I think it's, a, it's also, because the more you get into engineering as a major, right, uh-huh. the more you see that it is in everything we do. And because sure. of that, inherently, it allows you to really dictate what you want to do with it. So I think mm-hmm. for me, all my experiences here and all of the internships that I've gotten because of the work that I've done at this school have given me the best insight into what I like doing with engineering. Whereas yeah. it's like a very open thing, which could be intimidating, but if you are willing to try things it's very easy to find something that you can be really motivated about. So I think that's the best part. Well, I can get behind that. No yeah. problem.
0: Yeah. Wow, that sounds very Is it too corny to say empowering?
1: No. I don't think so. And maybe 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 our listeners would would laugh at it, but I think <laughs> one thing that I always think of is Sometimes cliches sound cliche because they truly are that and people uh-huh. say it enough. they uh-huh. And we like overdone. Yeah, but I think the confidence that an engineering background gives you to be able to tackle challenges is hugely empowering. And it lets you know that whatever your values are, whatever your interests are, this education is going to allow you to somehow pursue those. So, it's wow. pretty
0: cool. It's cool definitely not a big enough. (laughs) no
1: (laughs) but my vocabulary is very small yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well speaking of vocabulary yes so this podcast is called engineering is (laughs) 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 blank um and i'm trying to fill that blank that's the whole point of this thing so every episode i'm gonna be it's up to you to help me define it I'm trying to figure out what to put in that blank. So if you were to define engineering in just one word or maybe like a really short phrase, Phrase. what do you think it would be be at this point in your
1: journey? uh, Enabling. Enabling. Yes.
0: Engineering is enabling.
1: And I know that sounds very similar to empowering, but I think it has a different element of it. Where empowering, it makes you believe in yourself, but enabling is giving you everything you need to do what you are passionate about, and wow. that's why I think that engineering is enabling.
0: Wow, engineering is enabling. Yeah, wow, we have we our go. first
1: definition. I'm, man, that's cool. I'm so excited that I was able to define this entire college yeah. first, <laughs> first, and everybody else is have to think of a different yeah. word than I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Once we get later on the episodes, maybe they'll be scrambling. Brand, for bring up thesaurus. Just flip yeah. through it really bring quick. thesaurus. Wow. Okay. I feel like I'm un- understanding the world of STEM yeah, a yeah. little bit more. So I guess kind of signing off I do want to just ask you what do you think is like a like your
1: biggest goal this year it's your senior year oh I and I'm sorry to uh to fall into my own biases again but Uh I really bring it on yeah I, I really love the Baja team and I want to see us get top 20 we haven't done it in a little while and I think our team has developed a lot we've grown in membership by like something like three times as many people are on the team wow. as when I joined as a freshman and everyone really cares so I think we have a good team we've got great engineers and I think we could we could really make something happen we want to represent our school
0: wow oh my gosh we're I'm sure we're all everyone listening is rooting for you yeah I'm
1: super sold
0: I, yeah it's check out the passion
1: check out check out the Instagram keep up with us we'll, we will we'll show you what's going on and everything. I will smash that phone (laughs) as
0: they say. Wow, this has been so, dare I say it, enabling. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like you planned it. I (laughs) know.
1: It's like we formatted a whole podcast episode (laughs) around just that line. It's not just like they caught us having a conversation. That's what this is. Oh my gosh.
0: Get, there's a microphone on this table
1: oh no someone's been recording this little, very casual conversation i would hate for them to put it up on oh, some no. sort of website and share it and subscribe <laughs> to it and, rate it on Apple and then Podcasts. keep listening to all the other cool people.
0: follow us on instagram yeah. oh my gosh how embarrassing that'd be hate for people to do that oh man <laughs> all right guys well thanks so much for listening to this very first pilot maiden voyage episode of engineering is you can catch us every Friday and while you're at it check out the other podcast on our network it's called Illinois Innovators and it's with Mike Kuhn you can catch us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at U of I Granger and yeah I'll see you guys next time bye, bye.